Peace, everyone. Today is it's about 5 a.m. and it's March 29th, 2023. I'm Jazz and this is my journal. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to anybody new that has um, is just now hearing this episode. Um, I've got episodes uploaded on my YouTube channel, but I've got more episodes uploaded on my Spotify channel, Jasmine's Journal. So please go back and check it out. Um, click the link in the bio and you'll see like all my social media and all my pages and platforms there. But I would like to welcome you all. Just briefly, um, this podcast is about me. Um, it's about my healing journey, my day-to-day, my ups and downs, uh, my ins and outs, my outs and ins, you know, just pretty much everything about myself. I think, I think we can help people um, by being more transparent about what really happens. You know, I consider myself to be very spiritual. You know, I live a very spiritual life. You know, I have several spiritual practices. I'm very big on prayer and meditation. Um, but I'm also very big on being honest with myself and honest to the world about who I am. I just don't like the idea of concealing or hiding things or who I really am. Of course, I have a lot of private things that I don't share with the world. But for the most part, I don't have anything to hide. You know what I mean? I am who I am. Um, I am a product of a lot of great decisions I've made in life. I'm a product of a lot of terrible decisions I've made in life. Um, I'm just, I'm a product of traumatic things that happened to me that weren't necessarily um you know fairly I can't say fairly bought on because you know your story's kind of written before you come here but you know shitty things happen you know and I hit them for so many years and after a while I just I felt phony if I can put it anyway I feel like I'm out here talking spirituality talking peace love and light talking all this stuff giving advice sometimes advice where it ain't needed but I'm not talking about the ugly stuff and I think what happens is that when we look up to a lot of these spiritual people who you know are in these high places and they've achieved a certain amount of enlightenment we don't know how they got there we just think like well I want to be like that or you start to think I'm not good enough to get there. You know, I'm not good enough. I'll never be that. I cannot be that because of X, Y, Z, because I went through this, that, and the other, or because this happened to me or that happened to me. And I realized that everybody has a journey and everybody's been through something and everybody had to go through something to get here, (laughs) you know? so. I felt like I feel like sharing my life and sharing my story and sharing the fact that I'm not perfect. I still make terrible decisions. I still make mistakes. Things still happen in my life. I still resort to the old jazz sometimes. And I'm still evolving all in the same. 
and we all have these light and dark sides to ourselves. We're all very, you know, balanced or imbalanced creatures. Like we have shadow sides. You can't tell me there's not one person in this world that is living a human experience that don't have somewhat of a, a shadow side or a side to them that's not necessarily seen by the public or everybody has a past where they've made decisions or they've made mistakes or they've lived a certain lifestyle and they've made changes. Everyone is capable of change, you know, and whenever I find myself looking at somebody for something that they did in the past, I have to check myself and remind myself that everyone has had a past and people can change story time. So <clears throat> last, a few weeks ago, I was kind of in my feelings. Um, it's no secret that I'm, I'm good friends with my kid's dad, you know, so we share everything. We probably share a little too much, but I love it here. It's fun. You know, he has a little spice to my life with his little stories. I love stories. I'm a storyteller. I like to write a lot of nonfiction. And a lot of the stories I create, they come from stories people tell me about their life. I just throw fiction in it. You know, I just create these. I love I love stories. So he always got one, especially when it comes to one of his girlfriends. And I was talking to him a few weeks ago. And he was like, yeah, I think I got one that I really like. You know, he was like, um, you know, she's plus size. He was like, she's probably about 250 pounds. He said, but she's very beautiful. He showed me her picture. And I said, oh, she is pretty. And I said, what made you change that? You know, usually like your women kind of slim. He was like, I don't know. He's like, I just wanted to try something different, you know, and I like her. You know, she's a good person. She has some good kids, younger kids. They're great kids. And, you know, she's attractive. And, of course, he threw in sex is the bomb. So I was like, okay, that's what's up. But on the inside, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you bastard. Story time. So when I met him, I was 125. <laughs> I was 125. And I remember sitting at the table. And he was like, um, I like my women very soft and feminine. Which, at that time, I was a lot softer. Um, I think hurt and pain um it hardened me over the years you know hurt in relationships pain in relationships um you start to harden over the years especially when you gotta protect yourself um and protect you know it becomes a defense mechanism you just kind of put up this hardness especially with somebody like him because he is very he the type of person if you make him mad and y'all get in an argument um, in a boxing ring, it's illegal, but I call it hitting below the belt. He's going to jab you below the belt. He's not going to fight fair. And, you know, some of the things that he would say when he's angry, even though he would apologize later, it kind of stick with you. With that being said, be careful about what you say to people, even when you're angry, because words can hurt probably worse than you. Some of the things he said to me, I would rather him punch me in the face. Just go ahead and hit me. <laughs> Just hit me put your hands on me because them words after a while they kind of like embed themselves in your subconscious 
and you don't know they're there, but they're there. And then you, you start to see that person that they're making you out to be after a while. And this is these are things that you've never seen before. So when you're angry, be careful what you say to people. Be careful not to say mean things or hurtful things and stuff like that because it, it sticks with them, especially your children. And that was a lesson I had to learn because I would do that. I would say mean things to my children. I don't do that anymore. You know, I'm very cautious about what I say to them. I'll fuss them out, but I won't say anything, you know, mean to belittle them or hurt them when I'm angry or when they, when I feel disappointed because they never disappoint me. But sometimes they evoke that emotion of disappointment. But anyhow, so, um, you know, we, 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 we had the relationship and, you know, we started to get intimate. And I had a scare and my period was late. And he was like, you know, Jazz, I really don't want no kids. You know what I mean? Um, let's just start using condoms for a while. And I'm going to have you get on the birth control shot. So I was like, okay. So the first year I was on the birth control shot, I went from 125 to 140. He was still okay with that. He never said anything. Then the second year, I went from 140 to 160, right? So by this time, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm gaining weight rapidly. I'm going to come off this shot. But I looked really good at 160. So he liked it. You know, I was a little thicker. You know, my butt was sitting up a little bit better. I tell you, that last baby, I don't know. She, I had her in my butt just dropped like bloop. So when I wear jeans, I'm telling y'all. It's funny, but it looked like I ain't got no butt, but I really got a nice butt. It just drooped. So people be surprised, like, oh, what? You do got a butt. It's there. You got, you got a nice little handful. I have an ass. It just drops. So it don't sit up like it used to. And then age does that. But anyhow, I probably need to do some damn squats with my lazy self. But um, anyhow, so after that, you know, my weight just started to slowly gain. And then after that, I gave birth to two of his children so we're at a point to where i'm like roughly oh and um having an autoimmune disease i ended up on steroids and for those who know about steroids you gain weight another thing that came with the lupus was hair loss so i would lose patches of hair and um i remember like the sex started to really slow down. Like, we weren't really sleeping around much. I knew he was sleeping around, y'all. I knew it. And um, he just, I just knew it, you know. But I didn't necessarily do anything about it. I just knew it. Half the time, I didn't even say nothing. I only said something if I felt like things was getting out of hand. As a matter of fact, we had a conversation after we broke up. And I was just kind of giving him receipts about times I knew when he was sleeping around. And he was just shocked. Like, you knew the whole time? Yes, I knew. But I stayed. And anyhow, I remember after a while he started to make remarks about my weight. And you know, I wouldn't I would ignore it. Like if I was eating, he'd be like, You a Twinkie away. You one Twinkie away, bro. You better watch it. Uh, you about to get seconds. You know, he'll make little comments. But one day, y'all, we had this real, and this argument is what stuck with me. We had this real big argument. And I was like, you know, 
you won't even sleep with me no more. I was being honest, like, you won't touch me. It's nothing. And he was like, well, I don't like your hair because I ended up having to cut all my hair off. And I would wear it in a nice little, like, a little fade type of way, and I would keep it low. You know, but everybody loved it. I loved my hair. Everybody loved it. It looked, that haircut looked really good on me. I, I had to, I got a small head. I had the head for it, had the face for it, smooth chocolate skin. It just, to me, it suited me. And I would get so many compliments on my hair, even a lot of male attention. Oh, he ain't like it. He didn't like the whole natural hair movement. Um, he didn't like it, but you know, now he'll tell me like, I love your locks. He was like, I, he would tell me like now, like I should have just trusted the process. I love your locks. They're beautiful. But anyhow, um, we got into this argument. It was, it was just terrible. And he was like, you fat, you're unattractive and I hate your hair. And I mean, he yelled it to me. And I remember he yelled it to me and I just sat there quiet. I just, I didn't know what this, I had no more words. And he looked me dead in my face and he was like, I don't want you looking like that. I don't want you. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> so with him, whenever he does something hurtful, it's never a conversation or an apology. And it's funny because over the years, I kind of picked up that habit. So I'm finding myself having to reprogram myself to say, hey, let's sit down and talk about this. This hurt when this happened, or I apologize for hurting you when I did this. You know, I think those conversations are important. So I'm finding myself learning how to become more um, soft, but vocal in my communication, because it doesn't have to be an argument for you to sit down and express, hey, when you do this, this hurts my feelings, um, you know. But also before I express that somebody hurts me, I need to understand why it hurt me and understand the source. Because most of the time when somebody hurts your feelings, it ain't got nothing to do with them, but everything to do with you because you're the one that's triggered. But you still shouldn't put yourself in a toxic place to allow somebody to do that to you. So maybe you need to tell a person like, hey, this bothers me when you do this. You know what I mean? And if it's something that they can't change or they can't stop, then the decision is up to you. But at that time, I didn't realize that there was a much deeper issue that I needed to heal. I just knew that he hurt me. He was the source of my pain and it was him. It, it really wasn't the case. It was a me thing. Because if you called me fat now, I wouldn't give a shit. You know what I mean? And I'm a thick one. I'm, I'm, I'm like 200 and I like my 200, you know, only reason why I'm slimming down is for health reasons. I want to be healthy, but I like being thick. I get, I get a lot of attention being thick too. I mean, these men love it, <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> you know, my hair long, skin still smooth and, you know, I'm a little thick on, I like, like my little meat, but you know, health is wealth y'all. So I'm just, I've become very conscious about what, what I put in, in my body. And as a result of that, I'm slimming down. So I was like 215, two, between 210 and 215, but now I'm like down to two. So it's coming off because I just changed my eating habits because I'm more cautious about the things that I put in my body. Get me? Okay, anyhow. Now, I said that mean thing. 
it hurt my feelings. Um, we wasn't together too much longer after that. You know, we just kind of fell apart. But when he was talking to me about this girl and about how he loved to lay with her and how beautiful she was and he showed me pictures and she was very beautiful. You know what I mean? And she, she is a BBW. She's a beautiful BBW, but a part of me got angry because I was like, bruh, you ran me through the mud for putting on weight. Like a part of me just wanted to like cuss him out. Like a part of me wanted to, wanted to choke his ass. Like, so for about a whole week when he would call me and ask me for favorites because he's not good with computers and the internet and he won't want me to pull stuff up on the internet and print stuff, st stuff up. I was kind of being nasty about it, like a nice nasty, like just I was just being petty, you know what I'm saying? Like making them wait two days, just being totally out of character for who I am now. And I had to realize, oh, good morning, you scared me, child. <laughs> no, but anyhow, I had to realize that. people can change and people evolve and there's a lot of messed up stuff I did when I was younger too when it came to you know relationships and people I wasn't necessarily attracted to and stuff like that and since then like the way I view life and the way I view things has changed so I sat down and had an honest conversation with him you know about that and about how I felt and you know and um, I think he somewhat made a valid point. He was like, um, and he made a very simple statement. He was like, why you keep bringing up me then when this is me now? Why do you keep bringing up me then, back then, when this is who I am now? This is where I am right now. This is who I'm with right now. So why does the me then matter? And at first I wanted to say, bitch, it do matter because you hurt my feelings. But then I was like, you know what? It don't matter because he has changed over the years. He, he has matured a lot and he's matured enough so to where we can actually be, have a peaceful relationship and friendship, you know? So in so many ways he has evolved, you know, in this whole time, I'm still looking at the old ring in the back of my head, like, oh, he this and he that. And, you know, he's still funny. He's still crazy and wild. He still like to have fun and live his life. And he's still very blunt and abrupt and straight to the point. Got to have tough skin to deal with him, but He's evolved. And since he's evolved, the things that he views from when he told me, the things that he views as beautiful as has changed. And, you know, he even told me some things about myself. He was like, um, you know, I always thought you were attractive. He said, you know, I said that stuff out of anger. But he was like, I always found you attractive. I always thought you were beautiful. He was like, but what he said he said but I always knew that you didn't find yourself attractive or he said he always felt like when he gave me a compliment that I didn't believe it 
interestingly enough, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. You know, I didn't. So that brought me to look at myself today because everything's a, um, it's a learning lesson. You learn. Like, is it hard for you to receive compliments? Because it's hard for me. It don't feel natural. And that's because I was picked on so much as a kid. You know, it's still in there. And you don't know it's in there until, like, you really pay attention. I remember I was at work, and we finally were able to remove our masks. And I was in a meeting, and one of the women in the meeting looked at me, and she was like, Jasmine, um, you have such a beautiful face. And she was like, and your skin is beautiful. And then everybody else was like, yeah, Jazz, I always have very beautiful skin. And, you know, in me, in my mind, I'm just like, it just felt uncomfortable. Ain't that crazy, y'all? How to be told that you're unattractive or be told that, like, nobody will ever wants you feels more comfortable and realistic than somebody actually telling you you're beautiful, you're attractive, or I'm not good enough for you, I need to get my stuff together, or you're a person of a certain stature because you, um, you're somewhat established. You know, it's hard for me to receive that. And I realized that my whole life, instead of like, you know, loving myself and accepting myself for where, who I am exactly at this moment, it's been this rat race to prove and I don't even know who the hell I'm proving it to that I am successful or I am beautiful just the way I am or I am this. I always feel like it's something more I got to do. And let me lose two more pounds and I'll be more beautiful. Or let my hair grow two more inches and I'll be more beautiful. Or let me get rid of these crow's feet at the, at the, at the end of my eyes or the little dark spots that are coming up under my eyes because I got to show people that I'm beautiful or let me search my hair for grays because I don't want people to see that I'm graying. Or let me go to college and consider another degree so I can be more successful. When I'm almost about to step into six figures. It's like, you keep fighting. I keep fighting to debunk something that's not even there. When in reality, at this moment right now, I'm fine. It's funny because I was at the hairdresser last month. And I was like, man, I can't wait till my locks get long. And my hairdresser, shout out to Rachel. She was like, bitch, your locks go down to your shoulder. Like, what are you talking about? They go down past your shoulders. Your hair is long. And I'm like, oh. Well, now I want it down on my bra strap. It's just like, you know. And it's, look, it's okay to challenge yourself to do better or to want more or to be at a certain place. And it's okay to challenge yourself. But I think it's equally, if not more important, to be at peace with where you are at the current moment. And I've been working on that lately. And I think that's why all this stuff is coming up. Because whenever you truly want to heal something and work on something and you believe in God, the creator of the universe, and you're asking to be shown what you need to heal, he'll show you. So whenever you're being shown these things, 
take these opportunities to heal, to be better. And it's crazy because, um, you know, I gained a new friend in an unusual way. Um, and it's no secret. Her name is Erica. And, you know, I knew Erica, I knew her kid's dad um, before I met her, you know. And he never really spoke negatively about her. But, you know, the stories he would tell me, you would think like, okay, this woman is crazy, you know. But it's like, I can't explain the way he told me stories about her. But, you know, he just told me about some of their past. And then you hear from other people that he's around. And they would tell you these stories about her. And in my mind, I'm just like, oh, I do not want to be connected with a lady that is like that. There's no way. So I remember one time me and him were hanging out and he was like, I want you to give Erica a reading. And I was like, oh, hell no. And he was like, I will pay you. He was like, Jazz, I think you can help her. And he said, maybe if you can help her, it can help me imp uh, improve my relationship with her. He was like, because I know she's a good person deep down inside. I just think she needs somebody like you. I was like, oh, no. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I don't want that smoke. So one day, we had a podcast. And she hit me up and she's like, I listen to y'all podcast. And she said, I like you. And she said, I would like to invest in your services. So some in my spirit was like, go ahead. So I talked to her and gave her some advice. A few weeks later, she called me back and she said, everything you told me happened. I'm blown away. And periodically, she would just hit me up for advice. And at first, it was like relationship and love stuff. But then over time, it was like, you, she would hit me up and be like, you know what? I think I need to change some things about myself. You know, I want to start working on myself, you know, and that's when the relationship started to kind of turn, you know, and something told me like something in my spirit was like, just be totally honest with this woman about where you came from to where you are now. And I started to tell her like, cause she, she used to always be afraid. Like, I don't want you to judge me because I, this and that, and this and that. Or I this and that. And I'd be like, how can I judge you when I've done that? <laughs> you know? And she's like, you've done that? Yes, I've done that. I've been that person before. I'm still that person. I've evolved. But that's that, that's who, all of those decisions that I made in the past and some of those patterns are what make me who I am today. Those lessons I've learned. You know? I don't want to forget those lessons. And I feel like by hiding them, and pretending like I wasn't who I was before, it's like kind of not honoring my own journey. So we started to work together. And then, you know, she started asking me about prayer and meditation. And she started to get deep. She wanted to know about my practices. What were my beliefs? You know, why didn't I consider myself Christian? What did I resonate with? You know, and she started to notice that she kind of resonated the same way. Even though, you know, she went to church every Sunday at that time and she considered herself Christian, you know, she, she had questions, but she had spent all of her life in church. She didn't, she didn't know where to go with those questions. And I've been in her shoes. So we would chat and we would talk 
and the conversations became more, you know, and the conversations just became more. And what I've learned from her is that one day we were talking and she was very tearful and she says, I hate the fact that people still look at the old me, the rowdy me, the, the me that has done a lot of stuff. And she was like, I have a feeling that a lot of people who know my kid's dad first paint that picture of me before they meet me because of how he portrays me. And even though he never really spoke negatively of me, I can see how she was right. Cause, and I told her, I was honest with her. I said at one point, I didn't want to be connected to you cause I didn't know what I was going to walk into, you know? And, um, it turns out that she is the sweetest person in the universe. She's so sweet, you know, um, she is, she is a, a loving person. You know, what I learned from her is cause me, I'm very career driven, work, 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 take care of the house, work, 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 because, you know, I've, it's a defense mechanism. It's, it's to, it's to avoid hurt, you know, it's to avoid stuff like homelessness and things that I've been through in my journey, you know, and she's all about family, family first. And, you know, she's all about, I don't care how dysfunctional we are. I don't care how jacked up we are. We are a family. We together. And that's how she operate, you know, and her, she dedicates herself to being home with her children. You know, when I, I honor her bravery because to her, you know, I'll go get a job, but if it interferes with me getting it, having spending time with my children or something's going on with my children, fuck that job. You know, and me on the other hand, I'm like, look, y'all got to work. This got to wait. And because of that, she inspired me to formulate a better bond with my children because the bond that she has with her children is beautiful. You know what I mean? Even when she has her days, you know, because we both have a significant history of depression. So she has her bad days. She fly off the handle. I'm the same way. I, I wake up and I go off on everybody. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I still have my mom, because I'm much better. I don't do it nearly as often anymore. I don't even yell anymore, but I have my mom, especially if it's something that's, you know, really sets me off. I will, you know, ring you out a little bit. But, you know, even on those days like those, she is still, she still runs a family unit very well. You know, they wake up and I had, had the honor of spending time with her and her kids. Love those kids, by the way. You know, when she get up, she put the music on. Everybody just start cleaning and they clean together as a family and they'll cook together, you know, and her and her oldest son, they'll cook in the kitchen together and they'll talk and laugh and chat about stuff and... You know, and her parents live around the corner and they'll go hang out with her parents, and you know, and she gave me some history on her parents and, you know, and how she was raised. And even though they had their trials as a family, they still a family, you know, and I think that's important, you know, and um, 
it's just a blessing to know her. But I remember having a conversation with um, her kid's dad, and you know, it was out of character for him. But he was little, he was a little perturbed with her. And I remember telling him, I said, you know what? The person that you know from back then, I can see remnants of it. But I said, this woman is evolving. She's praying every day. She's meditating. She's trying to change how she looks at things. She's trying to uh, unlearn old philosophies that were put into her head. Unlearn things that were pro you know, programmed into her mind as a kid. And, you know, and I told him, I said, changes like that don't happen overnight. I've been on my spiritual path for over seven years and I'm still unlearning things. You know, it takes a while. But just to, you know, be front and center of her evolution, um, it shows me that people, we change. <laughs> like, I'm not the same jazz that I was um, a long time ago. And she's not the same Erica. And Kareem is not the same Kareem he was years ago, you know. As we age and things happen to us, some of us, we change. And when we change, the the qualities that we look for in partners change. And things that might have attracted us at one point, they don't attract us anymore. They don't hold our attention anymore. You know, like at one point, if you sold drugs, I loved you. <laughs> if you sold drugs and robbed a few people and drove a nice car and had a pocket full of money, you were my guy. And that was repulsive. If you look like you sell drugs, I don't want you. So, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, that street mentality, that man, I want to run around the streets all day. It just is not appealing to me. And that's because I'm not the same jazz that I was back then. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not appealing. So as we evolve, like the way we look at life and the things that we go through. And look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong if you sell crack or whatever, and you good at it, and your woman love you, and y'all make a great couple, and y'all a great family, y'all peaceful, I'm happy for you. That's just not for me. So if you messaging me, telling me I'm judging you because I'm not, I'm only speaking about my own preference. People be like, Jazz, when you said this, I don't, I'm not judging you. I don't, I'm talking about me. <laughs> but it's repulsive. And because it's repulsive, I don't date often. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not out as much, you know, I'm not, I'm very much, I'm much more selective than I have been in the past about what the type of males that I allow in my energy. Um, because, you know, I just feel like if I'm going to spend time with somebody, it needs to be intentional. And that's just a lesson I learned here recently, very recently, y'all. This ain't no, no knowledge I've had for a long time. And I'm like, whoo, I've been doing this for 20 years. This is recent. And because of that, get my phone dried in the desert. It don't ring. And guess what? I'm completely okay with that. And I have so many unanswered inboxes and messages talking about Peace Queen. Hi, baby. What you doing? And your um and your monthly dick pics. I don't even look at them. They're just unread. So you're listening. And I I never answered your message. I'm not interested. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, people do evolve. People do change. You know, and people can better themselves. 
And it's not fair for us to say, okay, I've become a better person. I'm working on myself. I'm evolving, but then I feel that anyone else can. And I think that what we have to learn how to do is uh, appreciate people or address people for exactly where they are in that moment. Don't look at them in the past. Don't give don't give these motherfuckers with no potential, no chance. Like, oh my gosh, she has the potential to be great. So I'm just gonna hang in there and let him whoop my ass, cheat on me, steal from me, and do and steal my car and wreck all and then fuck up my whole life because he has potential. But then you don't want to hate a person all of you know forever for something they did in the past because of the person that they were in the past. So let's stop doing that. And I'm saying that for myself too. Let's stop that. People change every day, B. The world turns every day. People, they grow into totally different people. Some people for the worst and some people for the best. As for far as Kareem goes, I feel like he's a much better person than he were when we were younger. We have better conversations. He's much more patient. He's not as much, he's not, you know, temperamental like he used to be. Well, you used to have to walk on eggshells around him because you never knew when he was going to go off. That's not him anymore. He's a lot more patient. I think that comes with age. Or example, Erica. Whatever rowdy, rah-rah person she was before, she's definitely evolved from that. And, you know, I w- at first I was like, you know, maybe she does it when I'm around, you know, but no, she didn't let me have it. She didn't, she didn't, she ain't never like, let me have it, let me have it. But she didn't, she'll, she feeling away towards me. She'll let me know. She straightened your face like, girl, when you did this, I didn't like it. So I am not beyond reprieve. She will get on me too. But I see in layers and I know that up under the, these, those layers, these are some good people. With that being said, love on yourself every day. 11 times in the morning, tell yourself you love yourself. 11 times at night, tell yourself you love yourself. Make love to yourself. Even if you got somebody to make love to you, make love to yourself. and Take a nice bath. Feel on yourself. Hug yourself. Buy yourself something nice if you got some money. If you don't, fix yourself a nice meal. Just do something nice. Take a nap. Y'all. Naps are self-care, especially if you got kids and you busy at work, take a nap. That's self-care. That's just, I look forward to, I love naps. They be the best. I took a nap yesterday and I mean, I took a nap nap. All right. Take a nap. Take a nap. Peace, everybody.